Hi, and welcome to episode 11 of the Zip Code Bros. I'm your host, Michael John Gallagher II, and today we are talking about Shawn Michaels, HPK, the heartbreak kid, the showstopper. And as we go around the horn with us, as always, is Ben Jones. Ben, how are you doing today? Doing really good, my friend. I've had a busy weekend socializing, so I'm glad that today I can just take it easy and, and uh, be here with you guys. Fantastic. James Sorensen, in about five seconds, how are you doing, sir? Good, good. <laughs> I took my niece out today and saw a movie and hung out with her this afternoon before that, but it was a good day. Excellent, excellent. Adam, how is you doing today, sir? And I am... I'm doing good. I've been having some stuff going on at work, but it is what it is. Uh, my amazing wife has been spoiling me this whole month leading up to my birthday, you know, from a lot, from getting me the upgrade to be a top guy for, with ad-free shows. Um, Jeff Jarrett called me on Monday. Oh, sweet. Uh, yeah, and we had, he and I had a great talk. Um, kind of got some insider information about when AEW might be coming back to South Carolina. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. And uh, went to uh, last night's and next week's SmackDown. How was SmackDown? And SmackDown was a blast. Um, great seats. Again, uh, wife just spoils me. She's the best. And, uh, you know, great show. Y'all are in for something really good uh, next week for sure as well. I don't want to spoil anything. <laughs> All right. I like it. Even though I had no idea what happened last night, no idea what happened. I did not keep up with it, but I should. Um, but good stuff, good stuff. Um, I am doing well, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Um, so there's another another week of training, but I have a job that I don't dislike, so life is good. Do you want to uh do you want to just point out that a little bit later we'll be going over uh just maybe talk a little bit more deeper about each other. So we'll probably maybe keep that in the notes. I don't know. But right now, um, <clears throat> let's do a little This Week in Pro Wrestling History. All right. This Week in Pro Wrestling History. Uh, May 4th, 1990. Or I'm sorry, May 14th, 1990. I can't read. Uh, Ole Anderson replaces Ric Flair as head booker of WCW. Uh May 14th, 1995, the first In Your House pay-per-view airs where they gave away a house to a uh, fan. Uh, kind of went down the rabbit hole with that one. Uh, they never moved into the house or anything. They lived in Colorado. The house is in Florida. They weren't going to uproot their lives just because they want a house. <laughs> what did they do? Did they keep it? I think they just told WWE no and WWE sold it or they sold it. I don't know. Oh, no kidding. Um May 14th, 1998, Taz introduces the FTW Championship. Um, I believe that was at a it was at a, a show that had a long name with Jerry Seinfeld in the title of it for some reason. <laughs> um, May 17th, 1963, Bruno San Martino defeats Nature Boy Buddy Rogers for the WWWF Championship. This is the first time the championship changes hands, and San Martino would go on to reign for almost eight years. Wow. Uh, May 18th, 2015, Kevin Owens makes his main roster debut by answering John Cena's United States Championship Open Challenge. Uh, and May 19th, 1996, the infamous curtain call happens. 
I was just watching the curtain call, getting ready for the Shawn Michaels uh, yeah. episode today. I was I was just downstairs eating the <clears throat> eating my dinner, and the curtain call came on. So very cool. Uh, as far as birthdays are concerned, uh, Matt Cardona was born May fourteenth, nineteen eighty five. Woo woo woo. <laughs> Doctor <laughs> Doctor Death Steve Williams May fourteenth, nineteen sixty. Uh. Vader, May 14th, 1955. Dragon Lee, May 15th, 1995. Ron Simmons, May 15th, 1958. Damn. <laughs> uh, Kevin Von Eric, May 15th, 1957. We met, uh, we met Sorensen and I met Ron Simmons down in um, in San Antonio at WrestleCon while we were uh, oh, yeah? down there for the Royal Rumble. Yeah, that was, it was really cool. Yep. Oh, that's yep. awesome. And, uh, was able to get uh, just for a quick brief thing. Uh, we were able to have the damn echo throughout the uh, <laughs> the entire floor at the the uh, there. Anything oh, about Jim Duggan? This, anything on Jim cool. Duggan? No, nothing on Jim. Um, where was I? Oh. Mike Kanellis, uh, May 16th, 1985. Alex Wright, May 16th, 1975. The Godfather, May 16th, 1961. Uh, Cash Wheeler, May 17th, 1987. Dave and Earl Hebner, May 17th, 1949. Colton Gunn, May 18th, 1991. The Blue Meanie, May 18th, 1973. Uh, Kamala, May 18th, 1950. Superfly Jimmy Snooker, May 18th, 1943. Kip Sabian, May 19th, 1992. Alistair Black, May 19th, 1985. Andre the Giant, May 19th, 1946. Kota Ibushi, May 20th, 1982. And to round it out, uh, host of Oh You Didn't Know, Road Dog Jesse James, May 20th, 1969. Nice, nice, nice. And my buddy AJ Farise, May 16th. Just had his birthday, so happy birthday, sir. Happy birthday to AJ. Oh, damn. I spilled my water. All right. So this week, our wrestling spotlight is the heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. So um, I just, I think we're just going to kind of popcorn it this week. You know, some favorite versions of uh, HBK. You know, you have your rockers version. You have your sexy boy version that's coming out with Sherry. You have your uh, <clears throat> your your face version, who just won the title from uh, from Bret Hart. You got DX version. You have him when he came back uh, in two thousand and two. You have his heel version against Hogan. I don't know, man. You got a couple of different versions of Shawn Michaels. What are we thinking? And then DX in two thousand six. And the DX in 2006, exactly. So there's several several versions, but I'll I'll kind of loop the DX version in together. Well, I was saying they were, even though they definitely were. To your point, though, you're probably right. They're they're much different characters. Two different, uh, lot lot less edgy in in, this, in the second and third go round than it was the first two. Oh, definitely, definitely different different characters. Let's go with Ben Jones first. Yeah. Why is that, Jimmy? Because you're not a Why huge fan. Because you're I'm Bret not a huge Hart fan of Shawn Michaels. Bret Hart, any day of the week. Oh, God. Hey, 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 hey. 
Um, okay. So, look, I respect Shawn Michaels. I do. I just didn't enjoy his sexy boy gimmick. That's it. Because not only did I not like the character, but he wasn't in the best stage of his life personally or professionally. And I think he was just an arrogant prick. And yeah. um, I, I much preferred him when he came back in 2002. It, it was like he had his shit together and he his character was a bit more serious. And um, I, I felt that like his 2002 match against Triple H at SummerSlam, that's one of the all-time greats. Like knowing that he's come back from such a bad injury and to do a match like that, first time back, I mean, that was cool. But yeah, that, that whole mid to late 90s era of Shawn Michaels, not a fan of. But I was a fan of him in the Rockers. So. Jimmy, what's your favorite version of Shawn Michaels? Um, I mean, I'm all—I'm just an all-around Shawn Michaels fan because actually, his uh, feud with McMahon in 2005-6 to make the build-up to Mania 22, with No Holds Barred, was gone back because that was actually the match that got me into wrestling. Was Michaels McMahon at 22? Interesting. At Mania 22, when Sean <clears throat> caught Sean right before on, on a 20-foot high ladder onto a Vince McMahon who was in a trash can on top of a table. And then afterwards, I'm going to kick your teeth down your throat. And then he just super kicks him. Thanks for the bad impression. Oh. Adam, what's well, your favorite version of uh, Shawn Michaels? Um, I like, uh, I like Sean when he was with DX, both, both versions of it. Um, I, you know, just at any time after his return in, uh, Oh two, uh, those were probably my two favorite versions of him. Um, just all around great performer, much better than Bret Hart, just like road dog. Jesse James. <laughs> Adam, how dare you? That's a I tough one. Did. It's a tough question. You know, growing up for me, it was Brett and Sean with my two guys, right? And there, I you could sprinkle some guys here and there. I was a big Mr. Perfect fan as well. And but my two guys growing up were always Brett and Sean. So I never looked at it like one was better than the other. I just liked them both the same. But if you had to pick one, I couldn't pick one. It's tough. It's a little bit like in the NBA when there was the whole Kobe versus LeBron thing. It's like they're both yeah. great. They're both awesome, or, but you, you take Kobe, sides. Kobe, Kobe and Michael Jordan, LeBron's out of that question. Jimmy, do you want me to get on a plane right now? <laughs> I'll come and sort Don't you try, out for that. By the 30 hours, so I super kick you back into I was... I was talking to my brother today about the greatest basketball player of all time. I'm like, let's just like, no, like we were joking. And he's like, that's subjective. Cause he was like, you know, people think different. I'm like, no, I'm like, I'm like there's nothing subjective about the best basketball player of all time. I'm like, it's Michael Jordan. I'm like, there's nothing subjective about that. Right. But do you see what I mean with by Brett and Sean? It was like one A and one B. Like and Kobe and LeBron, like same sort of thing. It's yeah. like they're both awesome, but you had your preference. So yes, oh, Kobe came first, so one one A. 
It's, I'm not a huge fan. But... I mean, it really, really depends. I mean, Kobe was great. I love Kobe. I mean, I personally, I'm a huge Kobe fan, so I can't. I'm not going to knock him. But LeBron is awesome too. You know, LeBron is doing his thing and flops too much. <clears throat> what? Anyway, back to Shawn Michaels. I said he flopped. I, I like it. Back to Shawn Michaels. So my favorite version of Shawn Michaels is definitely the DX version of Shawn Michaels. I was a little chicken shit, little teenager when i was you know 14 15 years old and i loved dx and i loved the fact that i loved those guys that was it that was my thing and when he was a heel when he was a sexy boy character i was all over it i was a little pretty boy so i loved every second of it so i love show michaels that's i mean show michaels was my guy and you know just a couple moments that i'll tell you I went out of I was out of wrestling for maybe a year, year and a half between 90, 94 to 96. I kind of took a break watching wrestling. And the match that got me back into wrestling was Mankind versus Shawn Michaels. At Mind Games? Is that the one? At Mind, at Mind Games, yeah. Yeah, great match. So it, what happened was is I was we had the illegal cable box so we could watch all the pay-per-views. And it was uh, during the summertime. And I'm like, I got nothing else to do right now. And wrestling came on, so I'm watching it. I couldn't tell you any other matches on the show. But I remember watching right. I remember watching that match, um, Shawn Michaels versus Mankind, and just being like, like this is what's great about wrestling. This is what's great about telling the story. And, and you know, looking back, you got to give Rick Foley, uh, Mick Foley his due as well. Shout out to those. Shout out to the Black Box back in the day. Right. Gallagher's day. Heck yeah. And I'm watching his I'm watching his documentary and you just don't realize like I had to write down things like ladder match and diesel and Jericho feud and mankind, like things you don't remember because he's done so much. Well, it's crazy to think about how that feud in particular, how Shawn Michaels is in the ring, Jericho's music hits. And it's your doppelganger, Mr. Gilliger, Christian, is like the one who shows up at the at, at the well at the entrance ray, and it's like, where the hell is Jericho? And here comes Jericho just sneak attacking Shawn Michaels. Yeah, that was a fantastic feud. Beside that match, and then you've also yeah. got like the uh, the ladder match versus Razor Ramon. Yeah, exactly. Another iconic match, and then. Uh, his two matches with Taker at the WrestleMania. Taker. I mean, um, we're gonna jump in the matches. I mean, that is one thing where I'm like, same thing. Not necessarily getting out of wrestling, but maybe not paying attention to wrestling as much as I'm used to. And I'm watching WrestleMania over my buddy AJ's house, the one who we just wished a happy birthday to. And Shawn Michaels and Taker WrestleMania 25, and I'm like, right. huh. <laughs> we got something here. Are you watching the match is nearly perfect. Well, they've had so unfortunately, so there's three iconic matches that maybe four that get don't get talked about as much. Michael's with Michael's and Taker. First Hell in a Cell, or that that are probably four of the greatest Shawn Michael matches of all time. Taker and Sean at, at Mania 25. The first Hell in the Cell, the retirement match, and then 
the end of an era that didn't necessarily Michaels wasn't necessarily like he's playing a key role as the referee, like getting trying to be as neutral as can be, but when push comes to shove, will he will he will he try to screw the Undertaker? Bam, uh, super kicks him and just oh my! And then the 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 facial expression of Sean just in the corner after almost screwing the Undertaker out of, out of the WrestleMania streak, just all around best one of the best storytellers of the last thirty well, years. Well, Jimmy, and also to piggyback off what you just said is Flair's last match in WWE, you know, with Sean doing the whole, I'm sorry, I love you. And then the super kick, like, and that that was a good match too. So mm-hmm. yeah, a, v- a very special moment that. Had a lot more iconic matches than we realize. Who, Shawn Michaels? Yeah, yeah that Shawn Michaels had. Oh, more... I mean, you could just think about it. I mean, all his matches versus Cena at WrestleMania, his match versus Cena on Raw in London, um, his feud with Triple A just was fantastic. You know, Ben, you just talked about him and Flair. I mean, there's oh, a ton of iconic matches. Well, Sean and, and Brett in the mid 90s, like how they, you yeah, know, with their constant feud. Mm-hmm. Owen yeah. and Sean had a couple of good matches. Um, unfortunately, the, the events out. After Survivor Series, I think taint that match, like with everything that's surrounding it, the backstory, the backstage stuff. I think taints that a little, taint, taints that match a little bit. I think, in my opinion. Say that one more fair? time. Say one more time. It, that it that match gets tainted. Okay. At Survivor Series '97, the, the the match itself, like yeah, not many people yeah. people like remember too much of the actual match, just the finish. But the match yeah. itself was very good. Before they oh, yeah. saw, it. yeah, yeah, I'm just saying, yeah. like I feel like it gets tainted because of oh, the of backstage stuff and, and then the finish. Oh, of course, post finish. What do you think, Mr. Jefferson? You know, Sean, to me, was one of those, uh, you know, the, in baseball, the, the five-tool player. You know, he had it on the mic. He had it in the ring. And he could do comedy stuff, you know, when they had the toned-down DX um, in the PG era and all that and super kicking the can because, um, you know, Eric Bischoff said that they didn't know controversy. So, yeah. Well. Be- it was Sean Spears, but yeah. what? Hey, buddy, buddy, what's your name? Jimmy, Jimmy, he said his name was Stan. I don't know who the Sean Spears guy is, but that guy was Stan. All right? I know. Sean Spears, isn't Plus. that uh, Ty Dillinger? Huh? You could have said, Brit- said Britney Spears. Yeah. Ty Dillinger, Sean Spears? Yeah, that's that's the big famous bit where Triple H, you know, is DX or backstage. and oh. says, um, Typing with his with his index finger on the computer, and it's his like rivalry. Sean's that's I think that's a rivalry that doesn't go talked about is Sean's rivalry with technology. <laughs> you know, there there are backstage segments in the '90s, and then they did the NXT in your house, and Sean did not seem to figure out computers until very recently. I mean, he's you know like Jimmy said, he's typing with one finger, 
He can't figure it out. He's hitting the computer and then he's finally solved his issue. You know, there someone pointed out in another backstage segment in NXT, he was typing on a laptop and someone was talking to his typing. He plays the old goofy guy pretty well, huh? He really does, man. <laughs> is that because of is that because of his eyes aren't quite aligned? I think no, I I mean maybe, but I think you know, just start off as I'll just do this funny thing of like typing with one finger and then a callback and all that. So um and then what? And then um the the remember the Christmas um the Christmas bit that DX did in 08, 09. When they were doing the the like for the SmackDown 2009, he's like he held he was holding the uh, the video game case upside down. It's yeah. like for Y box, uh, was Y box, X Xbox or or Matchbox three three seventy or something like that. Like he was butchering the entire things. Oh, and yeah. just like Kelly Kelly is like, you mean Xbox? We Xbox 360 and PS3, like get out of here. Yeah, so I, I just you know, he made you feel. Uh, he can make you laugh. He can make you pissed off, and depending on how you felt about him, and or you know, inspired whatever. So you know, he is definitely one of the all-time greats. Uh, I know we talked about it earlier, but that unsanctioned match he had against Triple H and O2. Uh, is definitely one of my favorite of his matches. Um, like, you know, Undertaker and him at the WrestleManias. That Hell in a Cell, you know, not just because of the match, but, you know, the debut of Kane and all that. Um, so, you know, the list could just go on and on and on about the great feuds and segments and uh, all the great things that he's done. It's crazy to think he's had two unsanctioned matches. That first, that one with Triple H and one with Jericho at Unforgiven 08. Just how he mutilated Jericho. <laughs> Later in the night, Jericho wins it, and then the next night, it's like Jericho shows the scars of the battle he just went through with Michaels, and then to like the following week, he has that Jericho has that cage match, and then Michaels like comes out on the ladder. And it's like a ladder match for the world heavyweight title. It was a feud that was only supposed to last one pay per view, and it lasted throughout the entire summer of '08. Yeah. Well, their their match at uh, WrestleMania 19 was also a classic as well. Yeah, it was. Shawn Michaels and Jericho. Yeah, it was. Sure. Shawn Michaels. Uh, I mean, incredible. I mean, what about some moments Sean Sean had? You know, moments like two of my favorite moments is you know the barbershop window is definitely a moment that I'll never forget. And then also when DX reunited in 06, that was a moment that I'll never forget. Like, what about some moments with Sean? Yeah, I was going to say the barbershop when he uh, he made Brutus Beefcake a household name. Yeah, from right. that segment. <laughs> yeah. Or, or Conrad Thompson. Seriously. Um, DX coming in on a tank, on a legitimate tank this time, not a Jeep with a gun that they just threw on it. But right. a tank and for their match against uh, Cody and Legacy. Lofty Jr. Yeah, Legacy. Um, SummerSlam. Yeah, that, that was a pretty cool moment. Uh, the stupid kick, which this to stand. Don't know, so controversy. Uh, them having to go under the ring and go on trial for how they treated Hornswoggle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah! Ah! 
um, Mr. Fuji, the the eggs barbecue in 06. Yeah, yeah. What did you guys think of the uh, Iron Man match? 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Yeah, I, I, was, I was a big fan of that. Yeah, what about you, Adam? Uh, I'm going to fall in the Conrad Thompson camp here. I don't, I don't like Iron Man matches. I with you. There's only one Iron Man match I like, and that was the Randy Orton, John Cena one from Bragging Rights 09. Okay. You know, it's, it's, yeah, I don't, okay. I know this match is going to go 60 minutes no matter what. So why do I need to watch all 60? I'll just wait till (laughs) five minute mark and figure it out, figure out the winner from there. I think from a pure wrestler. From a from a pure wrestling standpoint, though, like you've got the the two best in the business at their peak, and to see them like go that long with on you know with that quality of a match, I thought that's what was like respectable about it. But storytelling wise, I mean, you know, neither here nor there, but what they actually did in the ring was very impressive. Yeah, For I. Sure. Uh, I, I forced myself to watch the whole thing and it was entertaining for what it was. I think it told a good story about two guys who didn't want to, you know, I love, I love the fact that nobody scored a pinfall. Like, I think that was great. A lot of matches where it's like seven, you know, it's like five to four or like six to seven. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> I think with that concept alone, I think it's, it's, it's because I mean, it's the only Iron Man match in mania history. Yeah, and there's a reason for that. <laughs> but 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 at the same time, it was an experiment that came down to one man's opinion that, that one man that made that happen that made it so successful. Legendary Hall of Famer, God bless his soul, Pat Patterson. Pat Patterson, yeah. And I'm sure Bret Hart had a little bit to do with it. No, not bad. <laughs> I mean that's one of those Tough two guys crowd, on top of the game. <clears throat> Maybe like one. Yeah. Um, would you guys think of Hogan versus uh, Shawn Michaels at SummerSlam? I hated it. I I gotta say I I didn't um, you know until Conrad went over a thing on what happened when or what one of his podcasts and I knew the real story. I felt the story behind that match was Shawn heard that Hogan said, well, Sean, Sean doesn't know how to sell. So Sean, you know, you know, most people hear that and they're like, well, I'm not going to sell for you at all on purpose. You know, Sean took it the completely other direction and uh, decided to oversell everything. And thinking that that was a story to watch that match and watch Hogan be so damn pissed off, (laughs) but not know what to do either at the same time. Yeah. It's absolutely hilarious to me. I was on. I thought it was. I thought it was just unprofessional. Yeah, I agree. It's like a pay per view. It's not a house show. Like, you know, people are paying money to see a, a good match between two of the biggest stars ever, and you're going to be a dick about it and oversell. Like, it was well, just crap. I mean, at least he was selling. I mean, I mean, and again, Hogan wasn't the greatest. I don't, I don't think it was as bad as everybody says it was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's my, I don't think anybody, I, I don't think it was as bad as everybody says it was, but I also don't think that, um, like you said, I think that it was a little over the top that what Sean was doing. That's why I only got one, but like, but I think what 
people probably more remember about it more is the when Ho when the Shawn Michaels impersonated Hogan. Yeah. Like he like crap, crap. Yeah, oh, on the, on the yeah, Larry King show. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was great stuff. Brother, 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 brother. Yeah, that was great stuff. Ah, crap, crap. I mean, nobody's a better dick than Shawn Michaels, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. That'd make a good t-shirt, Gallagher. <laughs> <laughs> right? Nobody's a better dick than Shawn Michaels. <laughs> well, that's why. <clears throat> why do you think I love him so much? Big uh, uh, <laughs> Dick Johnson is the only other one. What? Ben, uh, I got. Remember the, the 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 big Dick Johnson segments with DX. Oh yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, another good moments. Yeah, those those guys. They just they did some good stuff and some good matches. I mean, I loved um, I loved our rated RKO versus them. I loved Legacy versus them. A lot of that stuff was good when they came back. Yeah. I loved them against the Spirit Squad when they came back. It was great stuff. Yeah. I, I remember the the, uh, the DX um, the DX uh, press conference. You know, like Sean Marks <laughs> was too. Oh, when they got the letter from the USA Network and decided to say all the words. Yeah, uh, yeah how he how he didn't sleep with that woman and that he was up all night, kind yeah. of. He was up all yeah. night. <laughs> and then what was the other one? Michaels. And then oh yeah, a few. But also back to again how. So originally at WrestleMania 23, it was supposed to be Cena and Triple H again. Yep. Triple H got Mitch got hurt in the Royal Rumble. It came down to Michaels and Taker. That was a great ending to that to that Rumble. Yes, it was. And then they had the tag team match at No Way Out, which was the first pay per view actually ever my I ever made my dad buy. Was the okay. Shawn Michaels John team team of John Cena and Shawn Michaels team up to take on Batista and Undertaker. At no way out of seven, and then the few just, and then my I was able to convince actually my I had an uncle that bought WrestleMania twenty three, and then the main event was take Cena versus Michaels at Ford Field, which is absolutely one of my f- most favorite manias for many different reasons just because it was my first one i guess in particular but cena and michael's headlining that one just absolute great storytelling leading into that match and then a great match itself very nice yeah they were awesome any any final thoughts on sean michaels Um, I, I think it's I, I think like it's impressive uh, because I, I, I first started watching Sean when he was in the Rockets. It was actually WrestleMania five versus the Twin Towers. Yep. And to see to see his development from a tag team wrestler to become arguably top two all time overall. Um, yeah, just incredible longevity. He's done so many different angles and characters and so many great matches. Like, yeah, it's just amazing to see where he started and, and where, where he ended up. Is he the best of all time? 
It's up up for debate. Right. He's definitely he's definitely in the conversation, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was on the uh, I was on the kickout crew and one of the in the match that we covered, one of the matches we covered was um Sean versus Marty at the Rumble on uh, 93. And I just remember watching that match back, just being like, they both could go like nothing. Like it was, there was not, not, not one second of that match was boring. It was telling a story the entire time. Marty could go and Sean was able to go. And Sherry was a great part of that match. And you just saw that, that you could see it blooming. You could see the, the seeds being planted for that. He was going to be great. You know, he, he got it. And then he did, man, and he just took off. Yeah, and and especially like during his intercontinental days, you know, where the business wasn't as hot as it got, you know. So between him and Brett, you know, they they carried that new generation. They did absolutely a great observation, and him and Diesel, and you know, Diesel came around because of him, and him versus him versus Razor. I got a question for you guys. Did he have? Did he have great matches with anybody except his buddies? I mean, the answer is yes, of course he did. But I mean, if you think about all the matches he had, I think those matches consistently were at least three stars. Yeah, I can't think of uh, you know I can't think of a match against Diesel, Razor, the Kid, or Triple H that was less than a three star match. Or Razor. Uh, yeah, same, exactly. Same, yeah, same exactly. Boat. Exactly, yeah. right? Cena. Uh, Jericho. Uh, who else? McMahon. I mean, McMahon was... Yeah, you're talking, but you're talking overall. I mean, in that 90s era when it was just those guys, those guys were the ones running the show, really. And... Baker. Taker was okay. I would say Taker was a was a good he was a good upper card guy. He wasn't Undertaker at this point. You know, like people people don't really remember. Not, not that Taker wasn't fantastic, but Taker didn't get that mythical or that 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 level of being Undertaker until like maybe what, maybe 10 years ago? No. Because even like uh, during the streak, it wouldn't like, you know, he was fighting guys like Mark Henry. He was fighting guys like um, Batista. Like, so he was having matches against guys that like may have really threatened him. Like, you know, obviously he lost and it is what it is. But like you got to a point where it's like, yeah, there's nobody beating him. Whereas 10 years prior to that, it and that's where in the mid 90s, Undertaker was great, but he wasn't the Undertaker that he is now yeah i mean i just uh um sorry i just thought of another good match uh for sure michaels was against stone cold at king of uh, king of the ring 97 yeah i don't know if you've seen that lately but um i watched that not long ago and that's still holds up i think we got a match to recommend Last last week it was Bret Hart versus Ricky Steamboat. Now we got a match: Shawn Michaels versus Stone Cold at the King of the Ring. Uh, yeah. Two matches. Two matches to recommend. 
What's the other one, Mr. Sorensen? Well, maybe three. Uh, no, just one. <laughs> McMahon, McMahon Michaels at twenty-two. Come on, like seriously, if if you're if you're watching this and you haven't seen that, <laughs> yeah, but no, nobody's going out of their nobody's going out of their way to watch a Vince match. No, nowadays, I mean, Vince Vince went, Sean went over. So I mean, if someone wants to see McMahon get his teeth kicked in, maybe. But if not, okay, Flair McMichael's at twenty four. That's better. Thanks, thanks, Jimmy. I said two. I said possibly two. I didn't say exactly two, but what do we got for questions, Ben? <laughs> um, Adam, did you have any final comments about Sean before um, we did the questions? Where did where do you usurp my flow of the show, Mister Ben? So okay, I appreciate that. First, no, you tell me Shawn Michaels isn't as good as Brett. Now you're taking over? Come on, brother. Well, I got the NWI shirt on today. I was going to say. Michaels did, join the heart. Michaels did join the NWI in 2002. Hey, Jimmy, are we getting bored too? Are we too boring for you? No. No? What else are you watching? Michaels take her at 26. Why? That was a great match. Is it a live reaction? or? <laughs> I mean... If you're it's, gonna give us some good, if you're gonna give us some good content, then do it. But I mean, oh, Michael, Michael's twenty six. Michael's Michael's and Taker at twenty six was yeah, but was Michael Swan. He, Jimmy, here's an idea. How about we finish our podcast and then you watch the wrestling? It's, it's I, not, it's I not mean, even, I, I just I just came up with it. You blew my mind with that one, Ben. <laughs> Why are you giving me shit? Thank God we're all sitting down. <laughs> I was. I am watching. I'm not even watching. It's like it's just, just occasional. That's all I'm doing. I'm not. Jimmy, if we didn't think you could can give, a, if you in, if we didn't think you could contribute, I put you on no video and just say go watch your go watch your uh, match. But you contribute, so we want to keep you on here. That's why we give you a hard time, my friend. So this is the grilling Jimmy sec section of the show. <laughs> all right. If you want to talk about it later, we can talk about it later off camera. I was trying. I wasn't trying to bring it. You guys brought it up. It was you guys called me out on it for some reason. So this is reason. great content. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason, it's hi. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back, Jefferson. Oh I'm, my I've been here the whole time, man. Hey, no, 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 I mean, okay. you weren't Adam, here. Final time. thoughts. Adam, final thoughts on HBK. Oh, final thoughts. Um, Sorry, Mike. I'm taking over. <laughs> All right. No, you know, Sean definitely goes down, as uh, Bruce Pritchard would say, definitely top five. Uh, top five for sure. Um, just, you know, it, it's one of those things where when I go through some of the older stuff on Peacock, I'm, I'm not going to skip a Shawn Michaels segment or, or match or anything like that for sure. So definitely one of my faves. We'll always stop and watch his stuff. Yeah. So for the record, just what just happened was you stopped the show's flow just so Adam could tell us something we already knew about Shawn Michaels that he's the best. So thank you. Look, I at least he's concentrating on, on what we're doing. 
I am the John Madden of the show, Mike. I point out the obvious, okay? That's true. And I'm, I'm saying, no, that's good. That's great. I'm glad. But I feel, I feel like we're the Jimmy. Beatles and Yoko Ono's hanging around somewhere. And <laughs> Mike, Mike gets that one. Oh, don't give so her a mic. Here's, here's a good question for you guys. Also, you know, joking aside, and I love the I'm, – I'm liking the, the banter here. But, like um, – Depending on what era you guys kind of grew up in, did, were you guys more NWO or more DX? Like, did you think they were more similar or did you think they were more a little like? I'll give you an example. I thought DX and the NWO were kind of different factions, whereas I think they looked at as similar just because of who was in it. I really see DX more as a sophomoric, just a group that just wants to cause chaos, not necessarily destroy stuff. Where the NWO, they wanted to take over wrestling. So what, what did you guys think of DX versus NWO? Um, I was more of a DX fan because I, I felt that they were an extension of Stone Cold's uh, behavior. You know, like just like you said, causing chaos. So I yeah. thought that kind of went hand in hand. Like, I felt like they were the guys that would walk around and go, nah, nah, nah. <laughs> you know, just like, just like, you know what he said about you. That's what he said about you, too. You know what he's like, just fucking just in your po- ear. Poking the bear. Poking the bear, poking the bear, poking the bear. Like, that's, whereas the NWO was just like, no, 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 no. Like, like you're done. Like, no, no, we're, we're done with all this. Like, no, I'm done. I'm taking over. Yeah. So I, that's where I thought, you know, and, and I'll also... I liken it to like the Legion of Doom and Demolition. Like I never thought they were similar. I thought that the Demolition was their own thing, and and the, and the Legion of Doom was their own thing. And that's kind of what I thought DX was: is they were just kind of their own thing. Yeah, it was uh, because of when I started watching, definitely more DX. I didn't really know who NWO is until I started getting more into the history of pro wrestling. You know, seeing fans at shows wear NWO shirts even when the NWO did it didn't exist anymore and things like that. And, you know, if I were old enough to uh, have been watching wrestling uh, when all that was going on, you know, I, I lived in Connecticut. I lived in prime A WWF territory. So I, that, I'd still think even if I were a kid watching that then, probably still would have been DX just because that's, that's the hometown promotion right there. Yeah. All right, Jimmy, DX and WO. Um, like well, I'm four years younger than Jefferson, Mr. Jefferson. So like I I I agree. Like I I didn't necessarily get the get the same appreciation of the NWO at live. I I like I had to go back and kind of watch stuff on YouTube back in the day and then Peacock, then the network, then Peacock. But now it's just, I'd say like, I was able to live through DX's, two of DX's reiterations with from um, 06 to, to 7 and, and then 2009's reiteration. So DX was probably more long term influential to to me than NWO has been, just because I was able to watch the re, the re, the reiterations 
And then Shawn Michaels just being a being the complete uh, factor in a lot of that to the point where um, to the point where just DX superior to NWO. Sorry, Bobby D. Shout out to Bobby Duncan. All right, cool. Ben, what kind of questions we got today? We have several questions today. Um, so first one's from Mike Whitaker of the Kickout Crew. Most fans say that Shawn Michaels is one or two next to Flair. With that, what version do you think was a better wrestler, either before 98 or after he returned at 02? I'll take that one. I think Shawn Michaels was a better storyteller when he came back, but he was a better wrestler before that. Like I think he put everything together when he came back after 2002, but I think he was a better wrestler before that because he could do before his back went out he could do everything now he definitely could do everything again at later on that's it <laughs> yeah <I have> limitations <laughs> okay next up mr alcari says what could have been with the rockers had they stayed together so i know that they won the tag titles but they had that issue where the one of the ring ropes broke and they didn't televise that match. But I think they would have been heavy hitters in the tag team championship game, for sure. What do you guys think? Oh, heck yeah. Love the Rockers. Yeah. Who do they that face game changers. Who do, they, who, do they, who do they face again that, that they, if they would have won... I believe it was the Heart Foundation. Okay. I'll blame Brett. Yeah. Oh, my God. Jimmy. <laughs> next question. All I'm right. just kidding. Oh, man. So next, He's turning next, over right now. <laughs> next question, also from Mr. Alcari, was, uh, was his run in DX the best HBK or was it the run after he sobered up? So, again, similar to what Mike asked just before. Um, do we reckon DX, like the first version of DX? No, he's better. He's, he's a better, he's just a better man the second time around. Yeah. yeah. Great. Devin Nitro Pepsi Dowling is up next. Uh, he's got three questions. First one is what's your favorite HBK match? So just rapid fire. Unsanctioned match against Triple H, SummerSlam 02. I'll right. take that. You guys? Well, I'll do Mankind versus Shawn Michaels just because we were talking about it before. Flair, Flair, Flair Michaels, 24. Sweet. Perfect. Uh, okay, his next question is, who was Shawn's greatest rival? I'm going to say it was Brett. I think it was, uh, I think it was Razor. To me, it was Razor. Jimmy? Jericho. That's a great one. Okay, yeah. Uh, 
Jericho. Best friends do it best, Triple H. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you can't really get that question wrong. No. Uh, Devin's last question. If Sean could have a tag team championship run with one active wrestler, who would you pick? And don't say Sammy Guevara. <laughs> one, Sammy Guevara sucks, but... I'd like to see him and Gargano. What about you guys? LA Knight. All right, Jimmy, what did you say? This is a tough one because it's one of them. I don't know if they're wrestling anymore, but the Brian Kendrick I thought he went to that school, to Michael's school in 2000. If not him, Brian I think Danny. he actually, I think he was doing something in Impact or the NWA. Not, I think the NWA not that long ago. But just because uh, I thought he went to Michael's school in 2000. Yeah. He's been around. Steve Brian Kendrick's been around since. 2003 at least on TV WWE TV I thought he went to that school but Brian Kendrick or um, Brian Danielson because of that whole because that that's more notable the Daniel the Brian Danielson Michael's relationship of a teacher and then tag team and then having a few would have been great would be would have been great right no I hate okay. you that's your All right. Next up, Brad Stanton. Uh, do you like seeing Sean on NXT now? And also, do we want to see one more Sweet Chin music? Yes and yes. Yeah, yes and yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hell right. yeah. I thought he was going to give one to Grayson Waller when they were doing that feud. Um, I thought that was going to be good. I thought so, too. Yeah. That, 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 All right. Just one, one, one side note on that. Just I thought because Grayson was so great on the mic and just so in Sean's face, I thought it was going to happen. Yeah, who's more annoying, Austin Theory or Grayson Waller? <laughs> oh, Grayson. Yeah, <laughs> they're both. Well, I don't know, but like Grayson's both great heels because they both want to see him get their their faces kicked off. So they're both great heels. MJ. All right. Up next, uh, first. Time we have a question from him is uh Denovius and Denovius, thank you. Yeah, he asks, Did HBK's absence play a part in determining if he is one A or one B? So that four year gap. I think it played a part because um if he didn't go away, and no, actually, let me let me rephrase it. I think it played a part because he got a chance to relax and rest and 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 have that second comeback. So I think that it played a part because he allowed his body to rest. And there's no rule that says he has to do it consistently over the course oh. of four or five years. The fact that his, I mean, I don't think Shawn Michaels had a bad match in his life. I mean, he he did like a few things on the independence, but. Actually, in 98 to 90 to 2000, 2000, he was the commissioner, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. So, I mean, we still kind of got to see Michaels in 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 that era of, like, 
whether not necessarily like we saw him like I think twice as like a referee in that entire time. But other than that, like he did a lot more segments than matches, and that gave his body enough time to heal. I feel like by the yeah. Day And All right. Chip, 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 a, another, first, another first time question here from Lindsay, the Cupcake Girl. So shout out to Lindsay for her recent engagement. That's awesome yeah, news. congrats, Lindsay. Um, and she asks, can you set me up with a one-time hall pass with Shawn Michaels? <laughs> so, <laughs> I thought that was, uh, that was worth uh, bringing up. So if well, anyone knows good, Shawn Michaels good, out put there. Put a good word in for you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, last up, Mike Whitaker. Very controversial question, this one. If Pizza Hut made a Shawn Michaels pizza, what would be on it? Pepperoni. I have a, I have a feeling this is going to be a new thing from him because he debuted this question last week. Pepperoni. It'd be like a white, it'd be like a white sauce with like pepperoni. So you get the red and the white. Little maybe olives, you get the, the black sprinkled in there. So I'd say like uh, I'd say like almost like an everything. Yeah, like pepperoni, peppers, olives, but with like white sauce instead of like uh, marinara sauce. But like yeah, like a okay, yeah, like a like a supreme pizza, but like with marinara. Exactly. Not, not marinara. And what, and what about we name it? What about we name it the heartbreaker? The heartbreaker, I like that. Or the heart clogger. <laughs> heartbreak pizza. I like the heartbreak. All right. so, if we're, so if we're doing all right, so if we're gonna let's let's hope at let, let's hope not Adam. Let's hope Whitaker keeps doing this every week. So we'll have a our pizza zip codes bros pizza place. So the heartbreaker <laughs> is gonna be a supreme pizza with uh with uh with white sauce instead of marinara, right? Alfredo. So, Alfredo. After a year, we'll write all this down. After a year, we'll open a pizza place up with different names. <laughs> yep. What was, last, what, what was last week? What did we decide going on the Bret Hart pizza? Uh, maple syrup and Canadian bacon. That's oh, right. That's right. <laughs> syrup, Canadian bacon. Maybe maybe some corn on that pizza. I don't want to think. With, with, and, with and JD... JD reckons to add sour grapes to the uh, Bret Hart pizza. <laughs> That's right. Sour oh, grapes. Jesus. What's that, AJ? Said, so what kind of pizza is this? No one's going to order that. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, hey, look, we need to ask the question. And we have to answer it. So that's how, that's that, fair. how it goes. Well, what's, what's great about yeah. making that pizza is you don't have the, all you got to do is keep syrup around. You keep syrup, Canadian bacon, and sour grapes around. That's all you got to do. Just keep them around. And then you put them on the pizza. That's all. And you know, you know what I just thought of is if you go and order a Bret Hart pizza and you get a Shawn Michaels one, that's like a, a Montreal screw job kind of deal. <laughs> oh, man. That's right. Not well, right you do, uh, you know, you well, you think that. you're getting. You think you're getting one thing, and then they do the swerve. I like it. You should actually call the pizza the Montreal School Job. So you order <laughs> something, and you never get what you order. Yes. That's why. Yeah. I'm writing this stuff down, man. <laughs> it's it's a business opportunity waiting to be taken. Right, and you know the three people that listen to about, this, maybe uh, they can uh, reach out, reach out to us if they have any ideas. I will vouch for this. Gallagher is a great, is an amazing cook. So, oh, 
Yeah. So, I mean, if we do this, Gallagher's our chef. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. I cooked dinner for these guys when we were in San Antonio. Me, Bob, uh, and then Michael Gallagher the third. Yeah, that's right. All right, so that's uh, that's it for the questions. All right, James, you got from the heart from us today that you're not watching. Maybe you can pay attention to us for five more minutes today. I was watching. I'm, I've been. That, be, 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 be. Over here. <laughs> We're over here. <laughs> Oh, um, hey, what are your thoughts for the week? Any, uh, any, um, any, anything from the heart this week? Just check on your loved ones. Just continuing to think about the loss of our dear friend, uh, uh, Josh Odom. Uh, I may not have agreed with his producing style sometimes, but amazing individual i got i've had had a chance to talk to them on on a zoom style similar to this and he and i had a good conversation together and just check on your loved ones never take anyone for granted just i i can't say enough that do spend time with your spend time as much as you can with the people that matter to you the most. Um, whether in our case, attend wrestling events or just chair, passing down passing down memories to the younger generation. That Thank being, you, Jimmy. That being said, I, I do actually have one thing to show. Yes, um, please. Um, so is your ass one of those things you're ready to show? <laughs> no. <laughs> He's got the chair. Uh-oh. This is, um, it, I got this at, in, uh, at WrestleCon and at Royal Rumble this last year. They were selling this. And I was surprised, surprised because I really want, really enjoyed this show more underappreciated summer slams but i never really i wanted to go but i wanted to watch it i never got to but this what is it this is probably one of the first summers this is the first summer slam that i was invested in and on front on the front is michael's and triple h roasting weenies for about for the biggest party of the summer as we're heating up into the summer, um, I thought it was kind of appropriate to set to, to bring that in just because, um, like I said, wrestling has been, I've said this time and time again, wrestling has been at the forefront of my existence, I guess, since I was eight years old. Um, and I've had the privilege a couple of weeks ago, I had my mom help me, helping me and just, she's been one of my biggest supporters with wrestling and shout out to mama, to my mother, um, who 
in about a month, actually turns 52. Happy birthday, Jimmy's mom. Yeah. We got a chance to see on a Zoom call a couple weeks ago. We got a chance to meet her, so that was pretty fun. Mm. But just don't don't take anyone for granted. Um, and just know that bad times don't last, but bad guys do. So you'll be a so you'll last forever. Mm -hmm. Thanks, sweet. So we are uh, gonna revamp Mike's music corner again because I just can't seem to get it right. So stay tuned for that. Ben and I have an idea that I think will uh, will be a something that will be nice uh, as bonus content. Um, so stay tuned for that. But in the meantime, my brother was listening to Russian opera today. And in honor of my brother, because I was just listening to him and talking to him, check out Rimsky Korsakov, a, uh, a Russian composer. He did Flight of the Bumblebee and some other stuff that is very similar if you listen to it. So check it out. So, Gallagher, just quickly on that, why I just want to know why this composer was in a hurry. Because you said that he was Russian. <laughs> I just want to know why. So this is a great segue into Jonesy's oh. jokes. Oh wow! Okay, I, yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was generally curious, but anyway. Oh, oh I don't know. I'll, I'll have to ask him next time I talk to him. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah. All right, here we go. Why did the chicken go to the gym to work on its pecs? Hmm. So that's uh, yeah. Why couldn't the bicycle stand up by itself? It was too tired. Uh, I'm going to edit in some laughs or something. Backtrack. <laughs> um, all right. What concert costs just 45 cents? It's 50 cent featuring Nickelback. <laughs> Do the Scott Steiner maths. You know, okay. I used to hate fate. I used to hate facial hair, but, you know, they don't grow on me. <laughs> All right, last one, and I'll put you out of your misery. Thank you. Uh, why, why can't you hear a psychiatrist using the bathroom? Because the P is silent. <laughs> so think about the word and how it's spelt, and the P is silent. So that's my Jonesy's jokes. Mr. Jones, Mr. Jones, did you did you enjoy the one I tagged you on Facebook with? You and Mr. I did. I, I yeah, that was that was quite good. Do you want to read that? Oh, okay. Uh, bonus content. Here we go. Let me uh, just br bring that up. Why can't you trust a burrito? Because it will just spill the beans. Waka waka waka. Oh, I'm not allowed to do that. Sorry. No, that's a little against. Uh, we don't have that copyrighted. Sorry, Mister Pema. Just saying, we don't have that. We don't need another April Fool's joke. Sorry, Mister Pema. Well, this has been an episode. I'll tell you that. Talked about Shawn Michaels, Jimmy snuggling over there with his SummerSlam chair. AJ, 
I hope you're okay. Not sure why you're off camera. Muted. Hopefully it's okay. Okay. He's back. There he is. So this has been an episode. I think, you know, every uh every week we get a little bit differently. So, you know, guys, thanks for watching. Thanks for your questions. We have a lot of fun with them. So just keep them coming. Um, we really appreciate you guys watching and and playing along with us and just, you know, joining the show. And I think we're up us. to eight. I think we're up to eight viewers now instead of seven. So I love it. I love shout it. Shout out to those eight. Thank you. And hey, it's eight. Eight's good. Eight's good. Maybe eight. next week we'll have ten or nine. So it gets nicer well, and nicer. Lay down, buddy. Uh, well, 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 we're slowly, we're slowly improving our audio uh, format sort of stuff. So, yeah. Anybody exactly. doing anything good this weekend other than SmackDown? Went and saw the new Mario movie with my niece. How'd you like it? I enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. My niece was like, they have to make a second one. They have to. Oh, I guarantee you they'll make some second. They'll probably make a second Mario movie. And then peaches, 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 peaches. It was funny. We uh did you uh did you watch that with your boys yet, Ben? Yeah, yeah, a couple of weeks ago I took them. Yeah, awesome. That's a fun match. Did you uh, you get a chance to see that, AJ? Not yet. Uh, I think now that's on it's streaming somewhere and all that. We'll get a chance to watch it now. Um, that's cool. And for any of you guys got Prime Video, that their uh, that new movie Air about the Air Jordan is on there, which was I got a chance to watch that yesterday, which I really really enjoyed. So what you're saying is I have access to it. Thank you, Mike, Mr. Gallagher. You do have access to it. Yes, you do. <laughs> it's called Air. It's with Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. It's about the Air Jordan, and you know me, sneakers, Jimmy. So he's got too many shoes. I got I got 12, 12 pairs of Air Jordans in my closet right now. That's not the only thing in his closet. What else is in my closet? Skeletons. I was making a joke. Uh, was a I, bad I know, joke. I know what you're getting. Yeah, but I'll just I'll leave the dad jokes to Ben. Seriously. We was can't that, have was that a dad joke though? Dad jokes. Was it a dad joke or just a bad joke? Bad joke. Bad. bad. Yeah. No bones about it. Oh, look at you. Oh, look at you. All right, Adam, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter for the personal stuff at the ARJ brand, uh, the coaching stuff at Coach A. Jefferson, and you can find my solo podcast, Just One Man's Thoughts, at Just Thoughts Pod. All right. Mr. Sorensen. Um. At OG James ad free. My actual last name is Sorensen. Uh, some people was like, I thought your last name was ad free um, on, on the Twitter. No, it's my Twitter handle is yes, at uh, ad free. OG James ad free, but my last name is actually Sorensen. But uh, on the Twitter, little Jim, uh, Jimmy Sorensen 97 on Instagram. Friend, friend, Friend request me on Facebook. Um, so good to have Mr. Jefferson back. Um, for last week he wasn't available, so we had Mr. Davis. Thank you, thank you again, Mr. Justin Davis, for gracing us with your presence on the Bret Hart episode. Um, no, we all had fun with that. Missed you, Adam, though. Really did. 
Miss y'all too. Glad to be back. Back's feeling a lot better. That's for sure. Cool. All right. Ben, where can we find you? On Twitter at AFS Ben Jones and also on Twitter at Zipcode Bros. So shoot us your questions, comments, whatever you want. Cool. Check us out on YouTube and Ben posts the, the link and Facebook group every week. So check that out. Follow us on YouTube. Watch it. It's a lot of fun. I mean, you do have to see Jimmy Sorensen. So I don't know if you always want to watch it, but you know, you get to see the, the rest of us and it's not bad. And you know, Ben always looks good with his accent um, coming out. It's awesome. You got Mr. Jefferson. He's got one of the best beards I've ever seen in my life. And then, like I said, you got to see Jimmy once in a while. It's not the end of the world. Um, Mr. Gallagher is not going to face your hair. <laughs> no, this is coming off this weekend. So, but no, Jimmy, we love you in all seriousness. We just love busting your balls. But from here at the Zip Code Bros, you can find me at Mike Gurr, M-I-K-E-G-R-R-090 time, excuse me, 0905 on the Twitter. And you can find me on Facebook at Michael Gallagher. Just look up for me. But uh, we will be here with, we don't know when our next topic is going to be. What do you all think our next topic should be? Triple H. You want to do Triple H? I do. And, um... All right. So we're going to do <laughs> next week. You're the only person who pronounces it like, hey, hey, hey. Hunter Hurst Helmsley or Paul Levesque. Let's do a Paul Levesque episode. Era Rising. All right, we'll do a terrorizing episode. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> oh, short episode. All right, perfect. No, that sounds great. I like it. So next week, tune in for Triple H, as William Regal likes to say. So from here, the Zip Code Bros. Have a great night. <laughs>